Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Mary, Hello. Logan, Howdy. and Colton. I'm your host, Carson. Alright, today's sponsor is Raisin Bran, a good source of iron. And Google Maps, find where your teacher lives. Alright, today we'll be talking about what factors influence the emotional, psychological, and social status of a criminal. There's three theories of criminal behavior, psychological, biological, and sociological. I'm going to start with sociological. So there's psychodynamic, the id, ego, and superego. An id is like an impulse and a desire. An ego is like learned social norms, which you like learned. And then uh, you have superego, which is right from wrong. You have cognitive, external consequences, like a punishment, um, society's views, and rights and morals. And then the last one would be behaviorism, which is external environment, rewarded behavior, to learn behavior. So the biological theory of criminal behavior is split into three different ideas. The first is like physical appearance. So like physical appearance of your face or like different facial features. And then characteristics of the skull, it's like different shapes of their skull. The next idea is heredity and evolution. It's like saying criminals aren't as developed as non-criminals. So they have like a different genetic makeup as like non-criminals. It's like it's almost like they're born criminals. Then the last one is physical or chemical levels of the body. It's like their hormones, neurotransmitters, like the diet. So, so the sociological um, theory, they have the strain theory, they have the social learning, and they have the control theory. The sociological is basically if uh, someone were to grow up in a certain environment, um, whether it be around friends, family, or say if you're just on social media the whole time, you kind of take off of, kind of take off of like what's, what's, um, what you learn. So like either you could have like a high ego, you could care about status because your parents might care about that um, money. Your parents might care about that too. You could be uh, harassed and that could lead to violence. Um, it could be, you could have just terrible mental because you just put down all the time and you could just go to drugs for that. And you could have a low income because your parents maybe don't have good jobs or anything like that. So you could resort to stealing or anything like that. And of course, if you were to steal and get away with it, um, you basically just got rewarded for the behavior. The And, and if you reward, get rewarded, you're just going to do it again and over and over until you either get caught get put in jail or even if you get let off light you might take that for granted and go in again until you ease that strain yeah until you get enough to go with they also have and a lot of people don't have self-control or sometimes they just don't have much to lose so they don't care you know um and sometimes and when people i don't know it just kind of works all right, so we observed some of our classmates and other people's behaviors throughout the, the past couple of weeks, and uh, 
some of the entries that we wrote down were uh, we I witnessed a classmate cussing and I believe this is kind of like a social learning thing because you know they see all their friends cussing all their other classmates cussing so they think it's like cool so they kind of cuss to like fit in you know and uh, another one I saw was somebody was texting and driving and you know it's that's kind of like a social learning thing because all their friends do it and you know, they think it's cool because they can get away with it. And then it's also kind of behaviorism because they're doing it and they're not getting caught for it and they're not getting punished for it because they're doing it and they're not getting caught. So. And I notice a lot of behavior from people is like very impulsive and that fit under the psychological umbrella and the psychodynamic theory says the id like causes people to act impulsively. They don't think about what they're doing, they just do it. So my real life, um, like real world person that like works in a correctional um, facility would be my aunt. Um, she was like explaining to me, not like her everyday life, but like things that she dealt with and things that she observed in the facilities as a correctional officer, also as a counselor. She told me that females were abused um, and like not abused by like correctional officers per se, but like at home and they used that strain and somehow got into jail from it. And so like male cops weren't allowed to like deal with them. It was just the female cops. She told me that some um, inmates like to act out from boredom. Uh, they also did it to look cool and like just being gangs and stuff. She explained to me that some uh, inmates were insecure and fearful. And if they didn't like, they didn't want to show it. So if they didn't like bully people and take it out on others, they would get bullied themselves. So that's kind of like a social learning too, because you got to learn that if you, we kind of learn yourself that if you're not doing the bullying, you're becoming the bullied. So you learn to adapt to that. Yeah, it could also be biological for the fact of, um, physical appearance, a lot of people do get like bullied even in jail for physical appearance. But is that what makes a criminal a criminal because they're ugly? <laughs> no, I guess. I don't know. So. It's like society views and expectations, so like adolescents. On that person, cognitive. Yes. So if that's how they feel that they're expected to commit a crime because they're in a gang and they're fearful that if they don't commit the crime, that they're going to be either disowned from the gang or whatever the consequence may be. Yeah. So. Our fictional character we chose is Darth Vader. Um, Darth Vader, obviously, if you know him from the Star Wars universe, he he was a murderer. He killed a lot of kids as well. Um, he was a mere slave boy when he was young. Uh, his mom raised him. And his mom was a nice person. However, um, when the Jedi found him, he was turned into a Padawan, causing him to leave his mom. So he couldn't have any contact with his mother. 
Um, around when he was an adolescent, his he came back to where his birth planet was because he's been having he was having bad dreams about his mother dying. And soon enough, when he got back, he traced his mom down to a raider camp, which then his mother died in his arms, which could mess someone up if sure. anything. <laughs> um, he then continued to go to the raiders in the raider camp and killed everyone. Um, in quotes, he said, I didn't kill the men, but I killed the women and the children too. Um, and around the same time, he also married his, the love of his life, Padme, which if you know what happens the next episode, she also dies because he's getting the same exact dreams from his, um, that he had from his mom. So he decided in any way, shape or form to save her. Um, he was, he was manipulate. He was manipulated by, um, uh, the Palpatine guy and, um, for, he fits in the sociological section though, because he had a big ego. Uh, he wanted to be ranked as master. However, the Jedi council, uh, said no, they did not want him to do that. Um, he was raised by, um, his master Obi-Wan, which was, he was a very nice person. Um, however, he didn't have much self-control when it came to saving his wife. And he ended up turning to the dark side and started killing innocent people. For vengeance. Just, yeah, to save his wife. Um, so I think it would be biological just because of the fact of, like, he, uh, like, the, his, it's probably why his dad left him is because he just looks ugly. Uh, I don't <laughs> <have to> disagree. <laughs> because no. they... He, they never really mentioned his father, you know? It was kind of like he was born from the Force. That is a theory. From the Force? The Force. Like, the Jedi Force. The thing, the powers they use. That's what, that's a theory, but no one knows where his dad is. It's kind of crazy, because you think with all the people that he was raised by, that is in the sociological aspect, that his social learning, that he would have learned wrong from right yeah and because he was raised with such high standards and then all of a sudden he just um the chancellor the palpatine the, the leader of the empire and the later ones was basically kind of telling him you're you can do better you can do better because he put him on the jedi council however which is like the rank of masters and they wouldn't let him be a master you know so perhaps he was pushed too hard yeah he was pushed too hard especially when his wife was threatened that she would die and he obviously didn't want to lose her like he lost his mother so he also lost his dad because he was ugly he was <laughs> <laughs> I don't. but whatever i think your reasoning's fair enough yeah so our like real life like serial killer that we chose was jeffrey dahmer um he fits under like the psychological cognitive like rights and morals um, but he also fits under the sociological social learning because he started killing animals um, and he learned that from his dad and he also like dissected them and found them like dead animals on the side of the road, which could have led to how he became a serial killer, which was probably like the truth, honestly. Um, behaviorism. He didn't get punished for his behavior and in the end he felt good about it. 
Um, Psychodynamic would definitely fit in there too. The id. Um, it was like an impulse to kill animals and especially women when he got old enough. Um, and then his sexual desire as a teen really played a factor into, I think, like, I think the reason why it played a factor into how he started killing, um, like after high school and stuff, he, he just became, uh, like a serial killer. He just gave up and started killing women and kidnapping them wasn't getting punished for it either so he just kept going right it was a rewarded behavior then you said cognitive we kind of skipped over that so let's get dive deeper back on cognitive cognitive so kind of like the focus on external consequences or do you not think he was really focused about that um i think the only external really um consequence that he got was his parents being divorced and that really took a toll on him because when his mom moved to i don't know if it was north carolina in wisconsin oh yeah with wisconsin and then his dad moved out of the house he got the house to himself and he started drinking and um partying and stuff and it didn't lead to it didn't lead well so that's well, like an external consequence. That divorce could also be led to the strain theory for sociological because seeing his parents unhappy, now he's trying to ease a strain, but just in a different way. You know, because yeah. like it's not necessarily no, I agree. like. I'm sure it's also very lonely in a house alone. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, it was, I don't know, especially like. A lot of time to think, maybe. Yeah. And I'm sure he knew killing innocent people was wrong but he had that sexual desire and he just didn't he didn't care he couldn't control it you know he didn't have any right self-control. which is the impulse his the id. id was yeah. stronger than it's, anything else yeah all right guys wrapping up here at the end uh we kind of believe that the psychological theories are more or less what makes criminal behavior uh coming from the psychodynamic aspect the id a lot for criminals, the id is stronger than their super ego. So they just think, they don't think, they just do it off of impulse. And then they don't moral reasoning. They don't have any reasoning that would drive them to not do their criminal behavior. And then for the cognitive part of it, um, trauma as a child, which can change the way that they develop because they are just experiencing a bad childhood and they just don't quite develop the way that everybody else does. And then behaviorism from the psychological aspect is if you are doing something as a child and you're not getting like punished for it, let's say you're out killing rabbits and then you're like dissecting them or whatever, like Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, then you're not getting punished for it because nobody knows about it or that's just what happens then you're more likely to keep doing that because that's what you're doing growing up and that's what you're kind of learning and that's what you know. So thanks to you guys for stopping by. I'd like to thank our sponsors again. Uh, Raisin Brand, good source of iron. Google Maps, find out where your teacher lives. This is Colton and Carson signing off.